The following is a paid commercial advertisement for Bancorp Insurance. The views and opinions expressed within do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management at Horizon Broadcasting Group. Now it's time for Insurance Talk with Cherie Martinen and Rex Lasur on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK.com. You are listening to Insurance Talk with Cherie Martinen and Rex Lasur, the father-daughter team from Bancorp Insurance. Bancorp Insurance is the locally owned independent insurance agency from Lapine, Oregon. We're located in beautiful Central Oregon. Uh, we help all of our friends and family learn about insurance and its nuances. Yeah. And today we're going to talk about employment practices, liability insurance. This is an area we've actually talked about before. We're going to take it from a little bit different angle this time. Talk about why in order to prevent employment practices, liability lawsuits, you need to have an employee manual. And this is like an employee handbook. It's one of those things you kind of put together and then you hand to people and then you forget about it. Right. And And they forget about it. And they forget about it. But it really is a great tool, Mm -hmm. again, like you said, to prevent any claims arising for employment practice liability. Yeah, because first of all, you tell the employee what you want and what's expected of them so that later on they can't come back and say, well, you never told me that. That you never told me that isn't a great defense or uh, can be a, can be weaponized in the event that, you know, there's a disagreement or a misunderstanding and they feel hurt. And, uh, of course, the one of the fastest growing areas of lawsuits in the country right now is employees suing their employers. And the employee handbook really is one of those documents, again, Rex has right on the point, telling employees what to expect what to expect for procedures, what Mm -hmm. to expect for vacation, what to expect for maternity leave, what to expect. When um, when to show up, what to wear. When to show up, <laughs> what to wear. I mean, these these are basic things, but you need you, to have you, it in your in your employee handbook. You you would think, you know, that if, you know, if you have a situation where someone needs to work with the public, maybe um, facial tattoos and um, piercings and excessive piercings are are not necessarily what you want to put to the face of your employee. But your at customer. the same time, depending on your culture, mm-hmm. that might be exactly what you want to put towards your outward-facing customers. So right. it just depends, it right? Depends. Yeah. Like if you work at a tattoo parlor and you don't have a single tattoo, they might not be your ideal front desk person. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Thinking about that as well, it's also a good idea for them to expect what management or owners are going to do. Mm-hmm. So if X happens, this is what we will do mm-hmm. as a discipline. Yes. Like if you're late... Mm-hmm. Four times in a row, this will be your yeah. discipline. Yeah, so you're so you're not surprised if you get terminated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those. If you don't oh, show up, if you don't show up and never call five times in a row, the employee's action will be termination. Yeah, there you go. It helps also just have key policies and consistent communication. So it's not the boss being like, yeah, 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 it's fine, you're late. No, just stick with what's in the handbook. Just (laughs) stick with what's in the handbook. If you're like, hmm, I'm not sure about that, let me check our handbook. Yes. That's always a really good answer. Have you read the handbook to get the answer for that? There's a there's a good one. That's an answer that you can give your employees. Showcases benefits that you offer. I think this is a no-brainer. It tells your employees about all the good things and how awesome you are, right? Yeah. You're offering the 401k maybe, Mm -hmm. or maybe health insurance, 
or maybe you're offering, oh gosh, what else? You've got vision, dental, health. You could be offering ground and air transportation um, with NASA. What, what days off you can expect to have? Oh yeah, vacation days. Yes. Um, um, how many vacation days? How do they apply? Do you have vacation day plus personal days? All these things are important to what an employee gets. And if you put it in writing to them, then when they ask for that fourth week of vacation, you're going to say, yeah, or they just tell you they're going on vacation and you look at them and says, eh, there's, there's, there's no vacation in, in you know, vacation. <laughs> Another one, and this is kind of one that I think we all think about with the employee manual, is complying with federal and state laws. And this is actually one of the biggest issues with an employee handbook, is that these constantly are changing and updating. And so you can't just write it and forget it. This is one of those things that you're revisiting this handbook year after year as new legislation is put into place to make sure that your handbook is up to date and that your employees know what to expect based on the federal and state laws. Ooh, is it a pain? Yes, it <laughs> like, is a pain. I mean, I know we spend a lot of time on ours. Our employee manual when we first opened for business, well, we didn't have one for the first four or five years. And then, of course, we figured that we needed one after we had a couple of disputes and that we got one. And it was maybe 12 pages long. Oh, it's definitely over 45 at this point, by the way. It's it's probably closer to 40 plus pages now. And that's why they actually call an employee handbook a living document. It's because it's a document that's living. It's constantly being changed and upgraded. Mm -hmm. It's never just sitting on your desktop, not being paid attention to, or probably more often in your employee's drawer, never being paying attention to. It's kind of something you're updating every year during maybe an annual meeting. Yep. And one of the things that we do is whenever the employee employee manual changes, we actually give each employee a, 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 hard, copy. a revised copy of it. And we ask for a signature recognizing that they have received it, read it, and understand it. Yep. That's actually a big one. Yeah, you can say you gave it to them, but if they don't, well, I never got that. That's a defense, right? Yep. You need to make sure that they say, yep, I got it. I read it. I received this document. File that in the file. Mm-hmm. It also knows where, lets employees know where to turn if they do need help. So if they feel like they're being bullied at work or maybe there was an issue with sexual assault. The movement is really big right now. That kind of stuff. Well, and it's not even just from other employees. It can be from the UPS guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a a vendor or a customer comes in and and hits on somebody in the office. You have to have a policy for that and you have to enforce it. You do not allow that to happen. That kind of nonsense cannot cannot exist in a modern professional office. Yes. Yeah, no, you can't have it. So just letting them know where to turn. Is it you, the owner? Is it maybe management first? Is it uh, maybe I know some places have a hotline mm-hmm. that isn't even yeah. associated with the workplace. Yeah, bigger, bigger agencies do. Bigger companies do. If you have any questions about your employee handbook, you can give us a call at Bancorp Insurance 1-800-452-6826. More insurance talk is on the way on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK.com. This is Insurance Talk on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK.com. 
Now, once again, here are your hosts, Cherie Martinen and Rex Lasur. You are listening to Insurance Talk with Cherie Martinen and Rex Lasur, the father-daughter team from Bancorp Insurance. Bancorp Insurance is a locally owned, family-run insurance agency located right here in Central Oregon. We help not just Central Oregon, though. We like to help customers in 13 Western states. So if you have any issues with your business or if you're interested in employment practice liability insurance, which is our topic today, give us a call. 1-800-452-6826. And so continuing that topic of employment practices liability insurance, Rex, you had a pretty good story about maybe not a handbook, but about how this kind of coverage is important. Yes, you need to have this coverage and it's surprising where where claims can come from. One case we had, um, there was an employee and they were they were ramping up for a, a new project. And part of what they did is they needed somebody to be the UPS clerk. And th- this person would take the product, put it in boxes, and ship it. They were interviewing to ramp up for this new project. They were really low on employees at this point. They had been, you know, hadn't had any big orders for a while. And uh, they were they interviewed this woman and the, how you interview people and one of the, you know, asking her questions and about her background and, you know, checking to see her, her attitude and everything else. And they asked her if she could pick up a a 40 pound box which is a pretty good heavy box and she said well yes but I, I did have a heart condition a while back a, a, a mild heart attack but the doctors have released me and I'm I'm good to go okay well this particular firm didn't get the order and the lady called up uh, you know, three four weeks later said hey did I get the job and they said nope I'm sorry you didn't get the job because we didn't hire anybody we have we're still waiting to hire and we're hoping to get the order but we haven't and we'll let you know if we do well a couple of days later the, this employer gets a demand letter from an attorney saying that they had discriminated against this person because by not hiring her because she was a member of a protected class, the class being mem- a member of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Going, whoa, I mean, oh. Oh, we didn't hire this person and we're still getting, you know, you're still saying we discriminated against them? The, the long and short of it, it was a shakedown by an attorney. The attorney was in compliance or in cahoots with this, this particular individual, had this heart condition. If she even had a heart condition, we never got to the point where we found out that this individual had a heart condition. Because there was no insurance, this, this individual, you know, turned it over to their attorney and the attorney ended up settling out of court. And not for a lot, not for a lot in a lot of terms, but did end up settling. And it would have been nice if we could have had some insurance in this case and the, the, we'll turn it over to an, a, someone with deep pockets to defend. But this is the kind of thing that, is that, that's an unusual thing. But the typical thing that happens is is an employee, and I, I don't want to pick on employees, but what can happen is is you've had an employee for a while, they're, they're marginal, you push them, you push them, you try to make them better. Finally, you just throw your hands up and in a fit of, I, I can't take this anymore, look at him and send him away. Well, unless you have done your due diligence and every time you tried to work with them and they're, you know, you brought them in. Maybe show the training that you offered, talk to them about the improvements needed and give them the appropriate time to... Mm-hmm. And have it all in writing with signatures from the employee as well as the yeah. management, whoever's helping them improve. Yep. Whether that's like an online class online or like uh, on yeah. the job training or additional support from all, management. All, all of that. Of, all of that. And if you don't have that documented, then the person can come in and says, no, nah, you, you fired me because I was a member of a protected group or a member or you discriminated against me or you treated me badly or um, any number of um, different things that you can be sued for. It's not easy. 
safety, one of the things that you have to be very careful of, and it needs to be specifically in your employee manual, is that anything to do with, with human interactions, where I'm going here with sexual harassment or bullying, harassment doesn't necessarily have to be sexual in nature. I mean, it could just be bullying. And if you, you know, wander into, you know, your um, employees and, you know, start screaming at them at the top of your lungs once a month because, you know, the, you know this and this isn't that and that and that done, then that creates a hostile workplace. And some people, some people thrive in a hostile workplace. Most of us don't. Most of us would feel threatened and feel like we're, you know, being put upon. And that at some point, if you're in a, if you're operating like that or have a, a supervisor operating like that, then then yeah, you're someone's going to leave and sue you. It doesn't necessarily harassment doesn't necessarily has to be sexual in nature. I mean, it could be over email. It could be in person. It could yeah. It could be on social media. Yes. Oh yeah. That's oh social well. Media policy. Yeah, that social media <laughs> policy. We've heard of a case where the the husband of a an employee posted on social media how the coworker of the employee was not doing her job, so that the spouse was 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 being put upon, and that all played out in social media. And oh my God, what a what a mess that was for that employer. Yeah. So I mean, again, you life is messy. Employees are messy. We try to best mitigate all of this when employee handbook, yep, really, right. that living document, making it so that if there's clear-cut lines on if this happens, Oops, this is the happen. consequence. But it doesn't always work that way, and that's why there's employment practice liability insurance. insurance. <laughs> and we're going to go into that in depth in here in just a little bit. <laughs> if you have any need or want to listen to this episode again of Insurance Talk, you can listen to it on your favorite podcast streaming station. Or you can find us online at www.bancorpinsurance.com. More Insurance Talk is on the way on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK. KQAK.com. This is Insurance Talk on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK.com. Now, once again, here are your hosts, Cherie Martinen and Rex Lasur. You are listening to Insurance Talk with Cherie Martinen and Rex Lasur. We're the father-daughter team from Bancorp Insurance, a locally run independent insurance agency located in beautiful Central Oregon. And today our topic is EPLI. That's what we call it because we shorten everything in our industry. It's everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. Everything's got an acronym. EPLI, Employment Practice Liability Insurance. Yes, that's a mouthful. I know. If you want to sound really cool, call your insurer or your insurance agent up and be like, I'd like EPLI coverage, please. And they'll be like, whoa. Uh, you know what? You've been listening to radio you've been, talk, obviously. You've been, re- you've been listening to insurance talk on the radio <laughs> or on your podcast. I see now. Yes, yes. You've become an educated consumer, which we like. We like educated consumers. Yeah, those are the best. <laughs> they really are. So what is this this mysterious EPLI coverage? Well, basically, it's a liability coverage is triggered when somebody threatens to sue you or does sue you. Most of the time when you're in a situation like this, the uh, how do the claims come in? Well, you know, a letter. A, a letter, yes. <laughs> 
sometimes they're registered mail. You know, that, that registered mail, if you're in business, you know, getting that, that letter where you have to go to the post office or the, or the postman brings in a, a letter and makes you sign for it and takes the little green card off the back and, you know, hands you the letter and mails it back to the person that it, who had sent it, um, confirming that you had received it. That's one way to get them. The other way is, is someone walks in, sometimes in a uniform, <laughs> and hands you a lawsuit and makes you sign for it. So, fun. yeah, it's fun. So that's that's how the claims that that's the the middle of the process. And it's I mean, typically and something it's bad. bad. It's not a bad idea a lot of times too. And if you get one of those letters and mm. nothing has happened, you can always call your EPLI company. And first thing you do with a letter like that is you send it to your insurance agent. Yeah, let them know what's happening. Yeah, so you, they you might have to. they might be able to. Give you some help. Well, and there, there, there's laws with regarding mediation and all these other things. If you get a letter like that on from any kind of business situation where there might remotely be insurance, whether it's property and liability, liability coverage of any kind, geez, get that to your insurance agent and uh, don't ignore it. Or at least give it to your attorney. Your attorney, if he's a good attorney, any good attorney will tell you to turn it into the insurance company. So that's that's the middle process. Someone yeah, feels... Yeah, don't, don't email that past employee or whatever. Yeah, leave like yeah, a really yeah, horrible yeah, voicemail. Don't yeah, do that. Just yeah, give just, it to the professional. Yes, <laughs> hand it off to the professional. That's what... You, that's what the, uh, the insurance is all about. And then what will happen is, is this will start things in process. If there's a demand letter, then you turn it over to the insurance company. The insurance company will either attach an adjuster to it. Typically, they'll have something. Some if They'll look at the case and decide whether or not they what they how, need to how do. How serious is that? If it's a demand letter, they may send a letter back asking for more information, may send a letter saying your your case has no no validity. If it's an actual lawsuit with you know that comes in with a guy with a uniform, well, they're going to assign an attorney because they got 30 days to respond. They have to get back to the court within 30 days to start talking about um, getting the, um, the lawsuit handled. And of course, typically what happens is, is once they respond to the court, we go into a period of discovery where the attorneys send $500 letters uh, back and forth. And this takes forever because once they send one letter, the other guy thinks he has 30 days to respond and back and forth. And this will take months to, until we get to the point, if it isn't settled by then, where we get the depositions. And when you get to the depositions, that's when your attorney and their attorney bring everybody into the case in and they tell their stories before the attorneys. And this is recorded and there's there's notes and everything else. And the attorneys will then determine whether or not there's a case. And if there's a case against the employer, the employer is going to, you know, maybe the employee, the, the insurance company will settle. Maybe they won't. If we go to court, then you have to take all of the information that was in court that you had the depositions goes into court and everybody has to testify and it's a mess. Now, coverage for this, you should have it. If you have employees, you should have employment practice liability. It's kind of like you get workers comp no. and then you turn around no, and you, you get, get this, this coverage. You get this as soon yeah. as you get employees. Sometimes the this coverage is included for a limited limit, a small limit in a business package policy, sometimes called a business owner's policy. Sometimes there's fifty or $100,000 worth of coverage. That's not a lot because those attorneys that are writing those $500 letters will they're, go, they're through the, go through that, that real, really quick. Quick, real quick. And 
then you're going to end up having to pay whatever they don't. So my recommendation is never have less than a million dollars worth of coverage. If you want to keep the price down, get a get a fairly big deductible. Minimum $2,500, $5,000 deductible is not unheard of. And that deductible is oftentimes only applies to indemnity. It does not apply to indemnity and defense. So you have defense, which is one cost. Indemnity is when you have to, you have to write a check to the individual who sued you. So if you, you need to be aware that the deductible can be both on defense and indemnity, or it can be just on indemnity. So be aware of where that, that's going. And and check your quotes when you're getting <laughs> to know which one <laughs> you're, you're actually getting. getting yeah. What you're getting. One of the things you need to include, it should include, is third-party coverage. And what is third-party coverage? Well, that's when the um, your biggest client is a real... I can say that on the radio. Is a real... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's when maybe the, that third party is not yeah. treating your employees correctly, right. or it's, maybe they're not treating your company correctly, and they're using mm, ransom and... Yeah, outside, other, yeah, out, outside of, someone from outside of your company who has makes your employee feel so upset that they feel injured by what they're doing, and you have done nothing to protect them from this situation. That's where you get sued by um, your employees say... That person over there um, injured me, and you did nothing about it. It's your fault. And it might be. If, if you don't tell a, a customer to, to quit hitting on an employee, it is your fault. Or you, change who they're working with or, or what have that you. customer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if, the person, if the person calls up and screams and that's their way of communicating, it's maybe time to get rid of that customer. No one deserves that. All right. If you have any questions about employment practice insurance, give us a call at 1-800-452-6826. The preceding was a paid commercial advertisement for Bancorp Insurance. The views and opinions expressed within do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management at Horizon Broadcasting Group. Join us again this time next week for Insurance Talk with Cherie Martinen and Rex Lasur on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK.com. Come